Hello, 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 and welcome back, beautiful people. So much has happened. So much craziness in the world. So little time. Um, It was not purposely that I have abandoned you guys. Literally, life happened really fast, and now we are spending a somewhat vacation home. Um, I'll start by saying, you know, my intentions were not to have such a long leave of absence. And I apologize for those who have been waiting and wondering and trying to figure out or getting something just to listen to in these times of crazy times. Um, what more or less happened, I began working a little bit more full time and I'll give some background. I left my old position. I was an operations manager for a large corporate dining restaurant. I'll leave it at that for those who know, know. And if I've said in previous episodes, then you really know. Um, But I left that position at the end of February, like mid-February, not the end. And I actually was able to enjoy some time home, enjoy some time with the family, enjoy some time visiting family. So I kind of took advantage of it. Slowly but surely, I was like, I have to, you know, record. I need to get an episode out. And it wasn't intentionally that it has been such a large gap in between, um, And then in the midst of things with me, I took on a new role. So I left an operations manager position, which is somewhat like um, I was a manager (laughs) for a restaurant that I had a role in. I was smaller. I was definitely I had I had an answer to someone. Um, And now I'm in a role where I am the GM of a restaurant and it was a big step. And then that kind of perspective I ended up taking on more so my free time became a little less free I had a little bit more structure in my scheduling and then corona happened um in the midst of corona happening I kind of got consumed with work and family and everything in between that a lot of the circumstances that kind of followed were not ones I could control But again, like I said, with everyone being home and everyone enjoying time with their family, this is a great time for people to have a little bit of kind of self-care, personal time where they may need to reflect. Um, I will say I have not neglected the podcast I've listened to, but I have neglected the podcast I host. And I'm so sorry for it. And I appreciate those who come back to listen, those who love, those who enjoy, those who spread the word. Um, But yeah, Corona. What's good, sis? <laughs> and welcome to the Mommy Files of the New Black Mom. And I wanted to kind of touch base on what was going on because I don't want you to think I just purposely ran away and never came back. I, myself, was kind of stuck in transition mode. Um, I went from working crazy hours, as most of you know. So for people who didn't know, let me just say, any new listeners, uh, my schedule there was a little bit crazy where I was getting off 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. So most of the time when I recorded those great episodes that you folks have listened and you know, subscribe to and want to hear more from, you can go back and listen to those episodes. Those were two, three, four, five, sometimes 6 a.m. episodes that I recorded on my way home, in the midst of, on my route to, and from work. Um, I don't have a studio, and I'm okay with that because I like the personalness of me having conversations with people as if I'm talking to a good, good girlfriend or a homeboy or a bestie. That's just kind of my aesthetic, and if you don't like it, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to change. Unfortunately, I'm doing this because this is what I do. Um, But in the meantime and in between time, 
I found myself very much like wanting to have conversations. Um, for those who haven't been living under a rock, you know, Corona has hit the U.S. extensively hard. Um, for those who don't know, I live in Baltimore City in Maryland, and it has become almost a devastation of what's going on here. Um, I know in certain places they have lockdowns and all types of circumstances. Kids have been out of school almost two weeks now. It has been a, well, no, a week is almost a week, my bad. Um, And it's been a very interesting kind of circumstance. Um, Dealing with kids in this time is probably the easiest and the hardest thing for most parents to realize. One, you will never talk shit about your school teacher. You will never talk shit about your daycare. Why? Because now you realize the shit that your kid does from nine to three. You realize how crappy your kid can be from nine to three. You realize how much energy your child has from nine to three. If you do not see a connection, just catch one. Nine to three, when you're, well, eight to three, excuse me, when your kid is at school and you, you know, want to go up there and argue with the teacher who's dealt with them for two and a half hours and your kid talks to them like they pay bills, keep that same energy, sis. Because I have been advocating to every person I know who is a school teacher, an educator, a daycare provider, a babysitter, a nanny, you know, thank you. An extra thank you. Why? (laughs) Because in these times where kids are not really pushed to go to daycare, most daycares and schools have closed. Some people are extended their closure to April. You know, it's really a crazy time we're living in. Um, And in this time, we want to keep our kids active. And as much as we're doing quarantine and self-quarantine and, you know, self-distancing, we're trying our best to be somewhat ourselves. It's really a weird and interesting conversation, and I wanted to have it with you guys and kind of give a dialogue on my perspective. If you don't know anything, you know this conversation we have between us is a conversation I like to share as far as my perspective. Um, I think the coronavirus has really caused a lot more connection with families but separation from kind of self-care if that makes sense Um, we are going through a very interesting time where people are very aware precautious and yet crazy and a little a little a little much people are overindulging and purchasing things they don't need like 12 roll 12 cases of toilet paper and 15 cases of diapers I will say this, I, you know, my baby girl is almost two and we are working on potty training, but baby, if I didn't have a mild anxiety attack trying to make sure I had diapers and pull-ups and to make sure she was self-sufficient in some sense of, yes, I would love my daughter to be potty trained before two. Yes, I think it's a great idea to potty train your kid at all times as much as they can. Did I feel anxiety? Because all I can think is we're going to run out of diapers and I'm going to be fucked. Absolutely. Um, this is not the time to be picky. I I had to fuss at a dear friend of mine because she did not find it necessary to go to the market, even though everyone else in the country, every other person in the country has decided this is the best time to stock your fridge. She decided it wasn't. And I kind of questioned her, her intelligence. I said, tell me why that's a good idea. I said, you're a school teacher who has been out for almost a full week. And you haven't gone grocery shopping. And she was like, well, I'm going to go today after I go grab something. I said, sis, this is not a snowstorm that may be a common. This is a situation where people are out of work. 
they are putting people on furlough, which means when you're on furlough, it's unpaid leave. They are putting people on disability and part-time disability and having people file FMA and trying to figure out how we can keep people paid. They have turned off cutoff notices and rent payments and mortgage payments and school loans. If you don't know anything, understand this. They are stopping funding to any federal situation. So any federal institution, any federal charge, any of that, they are even looking at places like Philly where they are not even willing to literally incarcerate people who don't have a non-felony related charge. They are willing to give you a bench warrant and have you settle it at other dates and times. If that don't speak volumes into the weight of this virus that has somehow swept Europe, Asia, America, Canada, Australia, we have celebrities who are sick and shut in. We have people who are worth millions of dollars who money means no value because there is no cure. Understand the weight of this conversation. If you have not gone to the market, please go to the market. If you have not purchased the minimum, and I'm not telling you to go and purchase every diaper, every pamper, every gallon of milk you see. What I'm telling you is this is the time to not be a superhero, but to think consciously and logically about what can or will or even may happen. The reason I say all those cans and wills and maybes is because right now we are living in a very uncertainty of at least in my state, where the governor has made multiple calls within two and three weeks of time. Where people are home, out of work, with no way of paying bills, and people aren't calling them. We have no real source of income coming into a lot of households, and nobody is losing money because at this point, everyone is being so precautious. Where people are getting sick and they haven't traveled. People are getting sick and they haven't gone anywhere. And the precaution of maintaining the fact that you have water and milk and food to provide for your household. Where they are willing to sacrifice education. They are willing to sacrifice graduation. They have literally closed colleges in the pursuit that kids get home and self-quarantine. People are literally, we have a lot of international students who are stranded in the U.S. and other parts of the world who cannot get home. Because they literally made rash decisions in short, timely manners of closing schools and institutions and universities on a, on a two-second turnaround, and you have to make a decision. If, you're not, if you have not thought of this as a major pandemic and a major situation, please reevaluate what you're doing. And I'm not saying this to enroll fear or enroll panic. I'm saying this as a parent who has kids and a husband who you know, slightly dismiss the beginning thoughts of how bad this could really be and watch it go from a small situation into a circumstance in which people are home. People who can't work from home. So most people who know, my husband works as a bodyguard in private security. They've closed a lot of his sites and locations and told him, you will be home until we can find another site that finds security necessary. They are literally limiting people to government work, hospital work, and any kind of major necessity of us having things open. They have turned the restaurant industry on its knees because they want people to be as safe as possible. They have told restaurants you have 24 hours to turn from a a five-star dining, you know, private dining, fine dining restaurant into a carryout and takeout facility because we can't risk it. If you have not had the time to pray, this is the time to pray. If you have not thought the circumstances in which things could be worse, the time is now. 
Um, and I don't say this again to enroll fear. I say this with full heart and, 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 and belief in God that things can and will get better. But we are on a timestamp that no one knows. And the best way to look at it is this is not a snowstorm that may come and hit us in the next two weeks or a week or so where people are like, oh, we're going to get a snowstorm Friday and we need to prepare and we need to make sure we pack up and wrap up and, you know, burn down, you know, make sure we got the windows boarded and then things are coming. This is a, a situation where the weather has been 50, 60, 70 degrees, beautiful out. And they're telling people, please do not go outside. Do not go in social gatherings under over 10 people. Do not have any kind of festivity. People have canceled million dollar concerts. They've canceled basketball seasons, football seasons, NFL seasons, baseball seasons, things in which are profitable for the state, the country, and the world have now turned into a full situation where New Jersey is under a curfew, where New York has now extended their closure for school up until April. They have people sacrificing. They are paying teachers to stay home at this point. And people are not taking it seriously. And I'm not, again, enrolling fear. I'm telling you, be aware. For those who don't need excess, do not purchase excess. We have people who are on a minimum, you know, budget and have, you know, limitations. And they aren't able to afford the needs that they need for their children. Because people are like, oh, we're going to run out of toilet paper. Get 12, you know, get 12 of them. No, 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 no. And I have friends who work in the industry of all sorts of, you know, working in supermarkets and working in markets where they're like, we don't know when our next shipment is coming. And people are overindulging and over purchasing just to say they have, you know, 15 cases of toilet paper. For what? When this lady is crying because all she can buy is a four pack roll. People are buying and gorging on formula and everything else, milk, sugar. You don't but have so much room for it. But yet people are overindulging and over encouraging people to do these things when there are people in need. People have literally purchased Clorox cleaner and bleach cleaner and things for disinfectant at such a high rate that you have people who had auto, you know, auto services through Amazon and Walmart who are getting declined out of their personal needs. Like you don't realize that people have auto payments for a reason for certain things. And one of the ladies was expressing, hey, you know, I get my mother's medical supplies through Amazon and it's on an auto refill and I've gotten multiple out of stock notices because people have purchased sold and reselling and repurchasing and overindulging and selling packs of toilet paper at $80 a pack because they're trying to make a profit off a tragedy people are dying and it's scary and this is the time for families to come together and for us to understand the severity of how real things have turned So we're going to take a quick break, and I will be right back. So we're back, better than ever. (laughs) And if you haven't heard, we are still under quarantine, which can be the best day of your life or the worst day of your life. Um... And it's crazy because I kept telling one of my good girlfriends, I said, you know what's crazy? I said, everybody's been like, yo, we need a vacation. I just want to be able to just stay home and relax. Whoever asked for this, right? Can it only have affected you? That's all I'm going to say. Because at this point, 
we all just in the house, like living our best fat lives. And it's so weird because it, it, it's such a, a random pandemic of things that could have, should have, and may have happened. Um, and the hardest thing, and I'll say this with all sincerity, is don't let your kids sit in front of the TV with you as all of this is playing out. Let your voice be the only voice that they hear about what's going on. And the reason I say that, my youngest stepdaughter came, called, uh, called her dad the other night while we're all sitting there hanging out. And she calls him and she goes, she's crying, like bawling her little eyes out. And she's just like, I don't want anybody to die. And I don't want people to be sick. And I don't want, and I feel like we have to control the narrative and control the narrative to the extent of making sure that the kids understand, hey, this is a situation where people can get sick. So they're doing this to protect people who are sick to not get other people sick. Explain it in almost talking to a piece of paper kind of form. Um, and the reason I say that is because a lot of times we overindulge in information to our children to the extent of them feeling overwhelmed and don't know how to say hey mom this is too much information or hey mom uh, this scares me and it's one of those things it's like talking about death it's like talking about people you know getting sick what it means to be sick the fear that people feel with sickness all of those things kind of play a role and as kids grow up they don't need in the beginning I say give them as light of a version as you can and the reason I say that is because a lot of times we we give too much we want to tell the kids about every situation every circumstance and then overindulge them in a form where now they have too much information and it's not all that they can take in you know what I mean um I find it very interesting when people go, you know, I just wanted them to be aware. And it's not about them not being aware. Don't take this as a saying, you know, it's me saying, don't let them be aware. Don't let them be involved. Don't let them be whatever. I'm being the parent that says, give them just enough information so they understand why they're not in school or why mommy and daddy are home or why, you know, we can't go outside as much or we're not going to the mall or the mall is closed. Kids are curious. They're going to be curious. And this is the time where you're going to spend more time with your kids <laughs> than you want to. And I say that with respect because people act like, uh, uh, however you want to say it, people assume that it's not okay to say you don't want to be home all day. Or that you enjoy the fact that your kids go to school every day. Or you enjoy the fact when you're off and your kids and your husband are gone. It's okay. We all feel that way. It's, it's not just you. It ain't just how you feel. The downside to it is when explaining to children what's going on in these circumstances, allow them to ask questions, allow them to be curious on what you know and be very mindful of how how honest your answers are and how detailed your answers are. I wouldn't give them a robot blow that people think, you know, this was started in China by people eating bats or doing X, Y, and Z. I would not put that in their mind that this was something caused by maybe they know a little Chinese kid or a little Oriental or Asian kid. You don't want them to presume bad among people. And having them 
get overstimulated and overly informed by the news, which has turned into the coronavirus loop, where literally we don't hear about anything else going on because there isn't anything else going on but this. And when you have it so consistently where people are literally just 24-7 talking about it, talking about being not in work or talking about, you know, not going home or, or staying in the house or can't go to the mall or they're closing down schools for another two weeks, whatever, you don't want them to be overwhelmed. And that's what kind of we have to make sure we're focusing on. The reason I say focus is because a lot of times kids have more questions than they have answers. And when it comes to asking questions, they're not always upfront. Being upfront about the answers you have and being upfront about how detailed you can be are facts. Straight facts. Now, older kids, I would sit them down, have a real life conversation. Hey, you know, this is something going on. Do you have any questions about it? Do you want to know anything about it? Is there something bothering you? Is this bothering you that this is happening? Are you, what do you, you know, what are you feeling? And sometimes as parents, we want to have those conversations. But the adult conversation that you have with your spouse or your mom or your dad or your grandparents or whoever needs to be around adult ears. And growing up in the black family, you know what that means. When adults are talking, you're not sitting there with your ears wide open. If you happen to be lucky enough to be left in a room where things are going on and you don't have to, like, (laughs) divvy off, enjoy it. If you happen to be kicked out, don't say nothing, don't fight nobody about it, and let it be. Most of the circumstances that we deal with now are overindulgence to the children where they don't know how to completely focus without feeling a little bit sideswiped by things. And that's just normal. They're sideswiped by emotion, they're sideswiped by propaganda, they're sideswiped by misinformation, and then us as parents have to play cleanup. Clean up crew, clean up messes, clean up everything. Because we want to make sure whatever we're informing our children on is facts. Not personal feelings, not personal, you know, vendettas about what we think is going on. Even if we don't agree with what's happening, we don't want to spark fear in a child who doesn't know the difference between a crazy person and a non-crazy person. I remember talking to my older siblings about death because I didn't understand death and death is a very fearful thing but because when you don't understand you ask questions sometimes people give you their most honest answer they can give you and it may not really clear up your answers as far as the easy way to say yes or no or the easy way to describe what's going on but most times you get the best answer for how to fix something and fixing something doesn't mean they don't feel scared or sad it means you didn't spark more fear you didn't spark more sadness you didn't make them feel like okay I really don't know what's going on and everyone's just telling me whatever or they're just telling me a little too much and all I want to know is is mommy and daddy safe our sister safe or you know is grandma safe even if you can't assure them that everybody they know is safe You also don't want to spark the biggest bubble of fear. This is a time where you can spend more time than any with your family, with your kids, doing activities in the house. 
Last night, perfect example. We played Wii with the kids. We made dinner with the kids. We cooked with the kids. But then we also, you know, watched a couple TV shows and we did a face mask and we chit-chatted and we laughed and we ate dinner together. Things that may have not happened normally. Things that may have not been a routine that felt very family-oriented and easy to go with and super enjoyable. It just so happens. But at the same time, be mindful, be safe, be careful. Don't, you know, don't misinform them to the information that, yes, make sure they're washing their hands. Make sure they know they should keep their hands clean. Make sure they know, you know, it's because we want people to be safe and not to get sick or whatever the circumstances are. There are easy ways to describe this situation to children in a safe, non-fearful way. So I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be back. we're back I kind of just wanted to take some time to kind of touch the subject um with it being a pandemic a lot of us have never seen or heard or dealt with anything like this and that's what's more scary than anything that I think we're in the time of uncertainty um I know here in Maryland they're extending kids beyond school to almost the end of April now and all the college kids are home. Everybody's kind of in a very weird loop, as you may think, of what is going on where people don't have answers and people are out of work and people are stressed, but people are happy to be home. I, I laughed when I talked to one of my good girlfriends who was like, we keep saying we need a vacation. Bitch, we got one now. I don't hear nobody say they want to be home. I don't hear nobody said they tired. I don't hear nobody said they over it, except nurses, doctors, and those who couldn't go home. She was like, at this point, we don't need no vacation time. All of our vacation time is now. Now. <laughs> and I got what she was saying. It's so crazy because celebrities are sick, which is why it's so weird that it's affecting, it's affecting the mom you know, down the street with two kids and it's affecting the $3 billion celebrity and it's affecting everyone. And nobody is above or beneath this sickness. And we have to be very mindful when talking to our children about it. We have to be very mindful when we're discussing it with people who may not have the same views. Um, in the black community, there's a, a type of person called a hotep. And hoteps are those who spread propaganda in a way that's so believable but they are misogynistic and a little bit crazy and a little bit sexist and a little bit colorist like it's weird how hoteps can work and don't work and how they manipulate their their knowledge based off of what can fit them and i i mean this is a time for conspiracy theorists at its best um I myself have never really gotten that deep into it in a sense of I don't fear the unknown. I fear the known in a sense. Um, we can't control what's going on, period. So if I'm stressed and I'm worried, it ain't going to fix, change, or help the circumstance or situation, period. Um, I'd rather enjoy the time I spend with my family. I'd rather enjoy 
the time my daughter gets to spend with all her siblings in one space and one place. I enjoy us playing video games and watching movies and staying home and staying healthy as much as possible. The downside to it is we who are making money, you know, are really barely doing that. And those who are working are struggling because we're forcing ourselves to go out and interact and be in these spaces and places where people can be sick and don't know. And it's crazy because everyone was discussing how they were sick between last year around October to December. Everyone randomly was like, yo, I did. I was sick for like days and I don't know what happened and I don't know where it came from. And it was crazy because I had gotten sick and I had gotten sick so bad. I had a cough that rattled my chest and it was so bad. I kept taking meds. Nothing helped. I kept taking stuff. Didn't help. I thought it was the worst cold I ever had in my life. And it was so crazy. My husband went and bought $80 worth of meds. All types of extra strong, extra high dosage, extra this, extra that. And at this point, it was like day three, day four of me being sick. And within the times where I took the medicine, rubbed my body in Vicks, wrapped myself up in a blanket, and, and KO'd. And the next day, I finally felt like I could breathe. And it's so crazy because everyone was discussing similar situations and circumstances that they were dealing with the same thing like yo I was sick around the same time I was going through the same stuff I was doing the same blah and it was so crazy because you know we all could have been sick and we all may have gotten over it in our slow circumstance of it not being as spreadable you know as knowledgeable whatever um information given or not given it was one of those situations where it, it, people were more comfortable thinking, oh, it's a really bad flu. It's pneumonia. It's this. Because that's an easier thing to kind of cope with. Whereas people are now directly being affected and sick. And it's not just the poor man, the poor lady, this old person. It's like people are getting sick rapidly. And people aren't taking it seriously. And it's one of those situations and circumstances where we almost have become crippled to just something that's slowly turned from, you know, uh, a slight worry over the East, you know, over in Europe, to now America has locked down its schools and locked down its hospitals and they're opening up arenas and convention centers to put hospital beds and people are afraid to do anything and go anywhere, but yet it's some type of normalcy to be home and we're trying to figure out what it's like to not go stir crazy in the house with seven kids for some people. And it's so funny because this is the most time most people have spent with their children. Because our kids are in school sometimes, let's just quote from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., 5 p.m., depending on your life schedule. By the time they get home, eat dinner, and go to bed, you probably have spent a total of four hours with your kids in a 24-hour time span. Actually, face-to-face value, what I mean, have spent time. Today alone, people are spending almost 30 hours a day. I'm being dramatic. But we're spending more 10, 12, 15 hours with our kids that we've never spent talking to them, enjoying their company, enjoying their space, giving them that social love that is very interesting because as our kids get older, we spend less time with them. And the reason I say as they get older, because when they're young, you coddle them, you hug them, you kiss them. The older they get, the more they want independence and you grow very comfortable gaining them that access to independence and for them to be able to socialize with their friends and to spend time more and more with other people that you lose 
a lot of that face value that you've grown with your child. And then you look up and your child's 18 and they're ready to go to college and run away and be this great, grand, amazing person. And you probably spend maybe a day out of the year, well, more collectively in hours, a day out of the year with your physical child on a actual comfortable hanging out basis. I can say this now, I probably spend more time with other people's mom than my own mom. Not purposely, not vindictively, but it's like my mom lives almost two hours away from me. So if I go to see her, I travel, I stay sometimes, but I spend more time with her now because I have a young child and, you know, it's her grandbaby. She wants to spend time. But prior to, I worked a lot. My schedule was non-complacent. So I saw my mom on sporadic, random hey, mama, come see you before I go to Jersey, or I'm going to go hang out with you before I go on this trip or go there. It was more out of the necessity of hanging out just to make sure I touch base than it was spending quality time. And if this sickness and illness and and disease has done nothing, it's brought people hella close. (laughs) People who don't spend time at home, oh, you home. I've never seen people more more antsy to get out of the place that they, oh, I just want to go home, girl. I just want to go lay in the bed. Don't nobody want to lay in the bed no more. Nobody want to be in the house no more. And it's it's comical in a sense because we have become so now over it. It's like going to work. You get up, you try to be active, but you realize, oh, I'm tired. I can take a nap. I can relax. I can put my head down and go, go to sleep. I can eat, you know, junk and watch TV. Me and my husband finished two seasons of shows because we actually just spent time watching it and talking and laughing and enjoying each other's company. If this has done nothing, let it take the time to bring you and your family closer, to bring you and your family at one, to let you and your family come as close as possible in intimacy and conversation and dialogue and all those good things that we kind of need and miss. I appreciate you for listening, for listening. And I know in this time of struggle, we are struggling ourselves to get through. I hope this podcast has given some kind of light relief and light dialogue. And I promise you while I am home chilling i will give you more juice more topics more conversation um and just a little bit more attention with my schedule right now i am currently working from home aka unemployed aka some kind of employment at some point but i appreciate you for listening i hope you keep your head up keep your family safe stay in the house if you don't have to go outside spend time with your family enjoy this Because, you know, we'll look up, it'll be May, the sun will be out, it'll be 98 degrees, and we got no other choice but to be outside. All right, and I'm out.